0: Fun fact about Claire every time there's a spot of trouble in her life, she gets a shit tattoo. <laughs> and then, about three months later, she gets it lasered off.
1: Oh <laughs> On the weekend, I got some for my kids.
0: Such a bogus. <laughs> she copes with things very well. Hello and welcome to Good Shealers, the podcast that will turn your stomach, warm your heart as we reflect on what makes all of us tick. I'm Bron, a Melbourne comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're long-time friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads.
1: Usually we talk about specific topics and media and something personal, but the world's in a bit of turmoil.
0: So strap yourselves in, dickheads, and get ready for Good Shealers. So, weird times, mate.
1: Super weird. We weren't sure whether we were going to do this, were yeah, we, Claire? No, because we're not experts. We are in the same position as everybody else because we're floundering and we didn't know whether it was appropriate to add to the noise. So what we're going to talk today about today is coronavirus. So we're going to talk coronavirus, but we're not going to talk about the impact of what's happening or what's going to happen because we just don't know. And we're scared and worried and confused as everybody else. But what we can talk about is how it's impacting us and our friendships and our relationships. And this is a really important conversation because everybody else is having, you know, a really, really different experience of what's happening in the world right now. Including you and I.
0: Yes, we are. We're dealing with this in very different ways. And if I'm honest, it has put a little bit of tension in our friendship.
1: Definitely. For the last week, I'd call you a slut every time I see you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I have tried to burn your house down. Uh, But I think initially I I want to talk about how kids are dealing with it because we have kids. I know that a lot of the listeners that we have don't have kids, but everyone knows a kid, right? I think I know some kids. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you've got them tattooed <laughs> on your body. Uh, it is um, uh, uh, my kids that have are quite oblivious to it and I've got a, quite an anxious one of them is quite anxious. And so I was a bit nervous that she was going to hear a lot of stuff and get super scared about it. But she doesn't give a
1: shit. Mm, my baby is still an idiot and barely talks, but my older girl has always been A very confident child who isn't affected by much but we decided after much kind of grasping to be honest with her but because I am kind of intense every day I'm like Stevie what do you understand about coronavirus is there any questions that you want to ask me and this morning I asked her and she rolled her eyes and she said mum I get it you're gonna die (laughs) (laughs) so
0: that's going well yeah well they like I've like I've seen kids at the school um, kind of like washing their hands and bragging about how clean their hands are. And I'm like, that is a shit thing to brag about. But it's what they think the adults think is cool right now. So they're doing it. Their understanding is very limited. But then when I think about it, so is ours. Yeah,
1: it is. And we are. it's, it's actually kind of really, really helpful because you look at them flounder with everything in the world, right? Nothing makes sense. Nothing. Nothing. I get my kids
0: to brush their hair maybe once a week Mm. and every time they're confused as to why, they'll ask me, why do I have to brush my hair? And I'm like, because you have to. Like nothing actually is, nothing makes sense to them ever, so why would this be anything different?
1: Nothing. Yesterday we were at the park and Stephen had to do a wee and she's getting a bit bigger now. And I'm like, okay, well, you got, You can do a bush wee because there's no toilet, but make sure it's away from everybody. <laughs> just give them some privacy. And she stood in the middle of the park and got completely naked and did a wee on the ground. She
0: kept her socks on, which has got <laughs> to be the worst thing. <laughs> the worst to, to keep mate. on.
1: And we had a conversation later about, you know, making people feel comfortable and private parts. It just made no sense. She just wants to be able to piss where she wants. I know. Fair enough. Well, she gets it from my mum. <laughs>
0: But I I think what I've found really fascinating about this time is how, how no one is coping with this the way that they thought they would. No. I also, like, so to give everyone a bit of context, I'm dealing with this completely calmly. Yeah. Like, I have... I'm a little bit I'm not reading the news very much or at all. I feel like it only confuses me more. Um, because some days it's like we've found like someone in Germany's found something amazing and we're going to be fine. And then the next day it's oh my god, it's, the recession's going to be so bad everyone's going to lose their jobs. And I'm like this neither of those things make this f- seem more comfortable to me. Mm. I'm like okay, great. I'm just going to wait till it's all gone. And then I'll and then I'll get on with it. And mm. I, it's not like I don't understand that this is bad. I do, and I understand people are losing their jobs. I understand that you know financially I've already been impacted. I understand that like a lot of comedian mates I know have like had to like cancel their entire tour. Like it's, it is it is there are grim times happening right now. But my perspective is I have no control over this. The only thing I have control over. Is how I feel about it, and I'm
1: choosing to feel calm. Mm. So, and it's it's been really interesting because my my experiences because of where I work is very much that I'm very embedded in it right now, and I feel like it's bombarding me from every kind of space in my life and so and my partner is also really really anxious and stressed about it because he feels like he's going to lose his job and you know we're both really scared that you know people we love are going to die and like and and kind of navigating the idea that this is a reality and then constantly questioning whether or not what we feel is legitimate And I haven't really had any space in my life away from work or away from my house where it is not everything. Mm. And so I've just been on this really heightened, anxious time recently. I feel I felt really, really just lost, completely lost and completely helpless and worried about every decision I make. Like we went to the cafe to get a takeaway coffee and I'm like, fuck, is, is that kind of micro act a terrible thing to do right now? It's just everything I'm doing and questioning, and I'm just I'm just scared. I'm really scared, and it's been interesting because you know you and I, you know you, you, your family, you, we see each other all the time, and the different ways that we react to this have have made it really strange. Mm. The last few times we've seen each other.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like I feel like it's the way that. We- Both of our reactions are, I guess, quite extreme on the spectrum of things. You're terrified and I am not at all. And I do, um, and whilst, and we have, I guess, different understandings of it because you're very immersed in it and I'm not, but I look at our wide community Mm. and I see people in like absolutely melting from this yeah um and then i you know obviously the other end of the spectrum is people not taking it seriously enough Mm. and still going like still hosting you know quite elaborate parties or encouraging people to come to who do you know who's had an elaborate party oh i don't actually know them claire (laughs) but i know that they're happening yes kevin's ball (laughs) (laughs) it was me and you weren't invited But but, do you know what I mean? Like there are people who are still like people who are angry, nothing's happening. Yeah, Yeah. Or people who are outraged that something's been cancelled. Yeah. So so I um, like so there's different different points of view. But what that is creating in our community is tension that is quite unhelpful. And
1: I think it's really helpful for me when I'm faced with that kind of reaction, like people who are angry, which is a really human reaction to uncertainty and fear is just remembering like when they react like that, it is not anything but exactly what I'm feeling. It's just manifesting in a really different way. And that's the thing I think to take home that we're all afraid and we're all really terrified but we're just responding to it in really different ways and Mm -hmm. that's okay too. And there's no right or wrong way to to deal with all of this because none of us know how
0: to. No, we've never been in this position before but I think uh, what I found – quite funny, is my mum, who is a prime candidate to die. Oh, God. Shout out to Helen. <laughs> oh, she's the actual best, but she is, so she's 65, she loves a Siggy. Mm. loves them. Oh, God, she loves them. And then, um, and she also works in the aged care, like around aged care. Mm. So she is like... It's really susceptible to getting this, and because her lungs are just like pits of ash, she is. <laughs> she might die from this, but her attitude is, "Oh well, it is what it is."
1: Mm. And I
0: have found that incredibly useful because
1: it's like it's exactly how you're acting. It's, you're I'm acting. like, "It is yeah. what it is." If, yeah. we, if something happens, then we will deal with
0: it. Whereas, I mean, you, your partner is the exact opposite of my the mom. exact
1: opposite. The other day, he called me on the way home, and I was just starting to kind of decompress from work and kind of get myself ready to be kind of as happy as I could be around my kids and he called me and he's like, Do we have good security on our home? And I'm like, what? And he's like, like what happens if there's no more food and people start breaking into other people's house to steal their food? And I was like, really mate, sweetheart, that's not gonna happen. That is just that is very, very catastrophic thinking on your part. And we just we're not we're nowhere near there yet there's no food shortages at all that is amazing and he's like he's like but it
0: could happen oh gosh (laughs) my mum was gardening with me yesterday and she was pulling out this bird of paradise which by the way hot tip they're very hard to get out of the ground their roots go down all the way to the middle of the earth and we're pulling them out and my mum said oh that coronavirus it's this bird of paradise that'll kill me (laughs) and (laughs) I just was like you know what mum it probably will. Yeah. And she's dead now.
1: <laughs> you were saying this is really interesting. It was one of the best visit, visits she's ever had with you. Yeah. Because you guys really got each other.
0: Yeah. We were just like we we both, you know, she would read, read the news sometimes but not really. I'm the same. I, just, I think I got a lot of her. I think I inherited that part of her mm. which is um, – to not panic yeah. when something is a disaster.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's been wildly helpful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really, really helpful. But it's, it's really interesting because, because our reactions and our, our attitudes to it have been so, so different. Like I, I think that we've learned a lot in the last couple of days, I think particularly today, about what we owe each other. I mean not just as like individuals but as a community and I think that right now being patient patient with people if, if somebody is weeping in the streets that's okay and we should have we should find out how we can help them if somebody is can only deal with this by being optimistic that is fine too and our job really is first of all to understand what our own parameters are I mean I need to get into a place where I do not interact with the news. And at the moment I have to because of my job, but what, for me, I need places in my life where I can step away. And that's actually where you are wonderfully beneficial because you, you, you don't have space for it. And so I can work away from my job and leave my partner, <laughs> uh, just surprise Willie, and <laughs> come to you and we can, we can lift up and not be embedded in this stuff. But And I, you know, it's a really interesting conversation about coping because none of us have the mechanisms to deal with this and we have to find them. And part of that is looking at our responses to it, making our responses okay and finding out how we can make ourselves feel better.
0: Just pause for bit because I couldn't stop. And I think you're completely right. I think the, the least helpful thing that people can do in this time is try and convince someone that the way they're coping is better. Mm-hmm. I know there was a point where we came to a head where I was really calm and you were really panicked. And I came to your house and it, your house felt so t- like so foreign to me because mm-hmm. I just walked straight out of my bubble into your house where neither you or your husband were coping very well and I was like oh god this is a really toxic place for me to be right now and you guys were obviously annoyed that I was not feeling the same way as you mm. and I was like guys can we not do this like I feel life, like like you're stressing me out mm. and I don't and that was obviously offensive to you and we we kind of came to this like really yucky bit where I was mm. like okay you're not like I can't change your mind because yeah. you're in where you are and you you can't change my mind because it's only gonna try, it's only gonna annoy me yeah. if you try and do that. So we had mm. to just be like, let's just leave it, let's just get on with it, and then
1: yeah.
0: carry on another time. Mm. And we finally, after probably a week, after a week of it being a bit like, oh, I don't, of, of unsure yeah. of how to communicate yeah. with each other. Yeah. I think we finally got to a point where it was like you are going to have to deal with this the way that you are going to deal yeah. with it and I will respect that and give you space to do that and you're going to do the same for yeah, me. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: And I think we had to, even though it took us a week and we know each other inside and out, it took us a week to understand that about each other. Yeah. Strangers or new friends or People who don't have as as close a relationship as we have, it's going to be really hard for them to see someone who's acted mm. who's dealing with this differently, mm. and not being personally feeling personally attacked by that. Yeah, and I
1: think that, I think Sunday's a really good actually example because that because we haven't actually talked about it until we recorded this podcast, and I like my perception of it was that you were annoyed with me, which is really funny because because it's like we were we were so kind of. Concerned about what the other person was thinking about us, that we weren't actually responding to how the other person was feeling, Mm. like, and because because it is such an unknown space where we were talking about this before. Where usually when there's trauma or when there's kind of anxiety, it is very individual. Like Mm. somebody might have you know a relative that's died or they lose their job or there's uncertainty, but it's not usually a shared experience. Mm. And so when it's a shared experience. We just don't, we don't have the kind of emotional knowledge to be able to navigate it. And it took time to understand yeah. how to do it. Um, but it's it's really, really interesting for me to step back and, and watch that moment in my head and just be like, that was actually a really normal and relatively healthy way to deal with really different reactions to what more effectively our bodies are taking as trauma. Mm. And those moments are okay as yeah. well. And they're a part of, like, normal, healthy, productive relationships. And when, if and when they're happening to you, whether it's your friend or your partner or a family member or a stranger, I guess the most important thing is empathy, you know. And, like, again, looking back to Sunday and that really awful moment where everyone was just in a really deeply different place and nobody knew how to respond to each other, the best thing we could have done in that moment is acknowledged how each other was feeling and not made it – defensive or protective thing because that's just instinctive right yeah you know they just jump to Defending mm. yourself, yeah, and that's what everybody is. It's also how we respond to fear. Mm. You just go protective, right? Totally.
0: Because you were like, "Bron, you don't understand the gravity of this," and I was like, "No, I don't," and I actually feel really good that I don't. So yeah. Can we please? I, don't want, I don't want it. to understand it because I can't I do, can't do, that do right anything, right now. and yeah. I also can't do anything about it. If you yeah. if you tell me like the, the risks, I will just feel uh, a bit. I will feel gross. Yeah. And I don't want to feel yeah. gross. And at that
1: time, I was like, I can't not know what's happening, right. and I need you to understand that I. I can't not feel gross and it's, yeah. it's just it's it's really really weird and we're all gonna have different levels of contact and impact like all the people at the coalface right now who are like it is not just that they're kind of consumed by that by it they're like all the fucking teachers who are showing up at school right now like bloody good on you guys like mm. all these people out there who are dealing with it in these really complex ways like like a moment to acknowledge them, it's remarkable what you're doing. The doctors are showing up to work. Like, oh, gosh. It's just I think there's a lot of phenomenal kindness and patience and empathy out there right now, and it starts from ourselves. It starts Mm. from places of love and understanding.
0: And there are some really great things that are happening at the moment. Like I will see... Like, I I see, like, good things all the time. Like, I will see people on, like, social media who are like, does anyone have any spare toilet paper? I've got Mm. – I live next to an old lady who can't get to the shops and I know that she needs it and Mm. she usually gets cold delivery and it's – obviously not really happening at the moment. So people are I feel like the best parts of human- humanity are on show right now but we tend to just focus on the bad bits. Yeah. We love the cat fights in in, in the shops over the, the toilet paper. We uh, we love like you know going on um, you know, social media and just shitting all over people who are stockpiling mm. tins of tomatoes. We love, like, pointing out how stupid other people are and making ourselves feel superior, and that in itself is just so damaging. But I also just see so many kind things. Like, I'll see, mm. like, the, the, the community at my school, at the, my, um, our, our kids' school, is just so lovely at the moment. There's a lot of parents who have who've decided to keep their kids home, completely respect that I'm still sending my daughter to school you're still sending your daughter to school because that's just what the government's telling us is the right thing to do um and so we're just going with that that advice and but everyone is just there for each other everyone is so positive there are some people who are having a really hard time other parents are getting around them and like seeing if they're okay not preaching to them not telling them how to feel but they're just they're just present yeah and I do, like I think, you know, when, when all of this blows over and it will, clear, this will blow over and we will lolol LOL, LOL, LOL about it. And we will, and when it all blows over and, and we, we find everyone gets back on their feet, one way or another, it might take a little while, it might take a long time, but we will recover from this. I am 100% sure of this. And when that happens, I think a lot of people will be surprised at how good people are.
1: And I think no matter no matter what happens, no matter how we have different perspectives on what how this will go, I think the most important bits are those bits of kindness. And if there's anything that you take out of today and listening to us talk openly about how it's affected our relationship and how we're dealing with it, is that one of the most powerful things you can do, not just for your community but for yourself, is just to have one micro act of kindness. Just do one lovely thing. Mm. Just if you, especially if you're feeling really shit. Do one nice thing for somebody else because it's really powerful. I've done one nice thing. What did you do? I cut up your license?
0: (laughs) Claire's banned from the roads. You're welcome. (laughs) Everyone, it's going to be all right. We will get through this now. I am 100% sure. Okay, here's another act of kindness. Claire and I have put together top 10 tips on how to get
1: through self-isolation. Are you ready, guys? The first one is for people with children. They hide and seek. Get them to seek. Hide in the garage and eat every last biscuit. (laughs) So good.
0: Uh, Number two, uh, make a tally of how many times you hear your kids say, Mom, what can I do? And every time I do it, do a shot. (laughs) It's
1: like shit kid bingo. Yeah, but in the end you're absolutely
0: wasted (laughs) and no one
1: will know. So tip number three, we all need self-care, but we're all a bit worried about money. Cut holes and a cleaning wipe and put it on your face. Pretend it's a mask because your skin doesn't know that you're lying.
0: <laughs> Kids, will be so scared. <laughs> Mum's drunk again. <laughs> How many times do we ask him what to do? <laughs> uh, number four, This I really like this one. Write an application for the job of your dreams and make your partner interview you for it. So, for example, it could be a unicorn trainer. Perfect. (laughs) And you applied for that job. Like, what are your skills? I'm very good at shining horns. I'm excellent at cleaning up sparkles, and then you make your partner sit down, and you have to actually talk through it. If you want to really extend yourself, make your make your partner wear a suit.
1: you <laughs> the questions. So, what do you think your development areas are? <laughs> nay. Yay or nay? Excellent. Do an online sex quiz, and I'm talking from experience. Jump online to a website where you compare your sexual fluidity and adventurousness with your partner and then watch as your relationship falls apart. (laughs) We have nothing in common.
0: Shout out to Wally. (laughs) (laughs) Tip number six, uh, go through your sheets. Yeah, this seems really practical. Pull out all your sheets and decide which ones you like and then realize that they're all shit and leave the house and actively seek coronavirus.
1: <laughs> oh, Maria Condor. Shout out to you. You ruined my life. house <laughs> is so shit. No, I mine her. are all from, like, Kmart. It's oh, like sleeping on paper. We hate ourselves. I know. If you live alone, get a dog and a cat and a sheep and a crocodile <laughs> and a turtle. Maybe just move into the zoo if you live alone. <laughs> Great company there. Animals don't get
0: coronavirus. (laughs) And they definitely don't ask you what they can do. Okay, number eight, here's a quick, quick trick. Okay, so whilst your partner leaves the room, go outside and pull in an outdoor plant. Do that every time you're in different rooms, and gradually, your entire inside of your house. Will look just like the outside, and then you will
1: watch them slowly unravel. (laughs) This is also a divorced kid, guys. So if you need (laughs) need help, if you really miss your friends and your social distancing, go to their house and look through the window, but don't forget to wear your gas mask and do it in the middle of the night. (laughs) I can totally imagine you doing that to me. (laughs) (laughs) I want to talk about the end of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
0: how'd you get here? You don't have a license. <laughs> um And last one, top tip number 10. Put on a Scottish accent and refuse to admit anything is different. Accuse your family of gaslighting you. <laughs> watch your family <laughs> fall apart.
1: Mum's struck. And she's on a strike.
0: Where are the biscuits? <laughs> Can you please do a Scottish accent? <laughs> okay, come on. Um, what are they? Okay, all right. No, can't. <laughs> you can't so actually. What do you Okay, all I can think of is a pirate accent right now. That's good enough. Uh, it's like Ardy, dardy, dardy. and that's Irish. Oh, okay. It's Scottish, it's like this. Oh, oh. oh my goodness.
1: We've been good, Sheila. <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> my name is Scotland. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Yeah. what's his name who cares <laughs> all right thanks guys <laughs> goodbye mate stay safe wash your hands but also stay calm it's
1: surprisingly beautiful stay kind and be kind to each other we'll get through this with love and vodka and scotland scotland <laughs> good night. scotland i did it you did scotland, scotland. <laughs> good night.